Hey everyone and welcome back. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to my show. Today's going to be a wonderful show. Today's actually a continuation from part one with my conversation with Joey Dowdy. We're going to be picking up where we left off and I'm going to be presenting now to you Joey L. Dowdy in my conversation part two. I'll leave links in the description where you can find more about Joey and all that he's doing. He's a true guiding light, guys, and I really enjoyed this conversation and excited to now have part two for you to listen to as well. Remember, you can go to www.hellomynameisjosh.com. That's www.hellomynameisjosh.com. You can listen to all my podcasts there, learn more about me and my new show coming up, which premieres September 1st on YouTube, 6 p.m. Central. It would be so amazing if you head there now on YouTube, type in The Mind Shift Show with Joshua Kangley, and go ahead and subscribe. Check out the trailer. It's an amazing trailer, and it gives you a glimpse of what is to come on this show. It's going to be amazing, I promise you. So my goal is to get 100 subscribers before September 1st, and I would really appreciate it and mean a lot if you could support me and go ahead and subscribe. That way, too, you can be first in line when the show does drop. Every week, I'll be having a new show on there, as well as doing weekly live streams. So very excited, new content on the way. Before we get to part two, here's just a quick word. Introducing the world's first 100% decentralized matrix project programmed on an Ethereum smart contract called Versage, where 100% of the income goes directly and transparently to the members of the project with zero risk. Versage's genius and lucrative matrix marketing plan was programmed on the Ethereum blockchain with revolutionary smart contract technology that executes the program automatically in a decentralized way, so no admins are needed to run the project. It's impossible for project creators or anyone to change the code and execution of the smart contract, and that is extremely powerful as it ensures the project will keep running and there is zero risk or possibility of hacking into the smart contract or stopping the project. Unlike centralized cryptocurrency projects, the founders of Forsage never take or store members' cryptocurrency in any centralized location, so it's completely secure. 100% of all Ethereum payments are sent instantly and directly to the members of Forsage and stored in their personal Ethereum wallets, which they control the private keys. You can easily verify all of the transactions on the Ethereum blockchain as the project is fully transparent. Right now, over 2,000 people are joining the Forsage project worldwide every single day. With Forsage's decentralized project, you can get started with as little as 0.5 Ethereum, and the income potential is literally unlimited. You can earn even 1,000 Ethereum or more. Since February 2020, Forsage has helped thousands of people earn Ethereum, and some have earned hundreds of Ethereum in their first three to eight weeks of getting started. If you're interested in earning Ethereum or learning more about how you can get started earning Ethereum, click the link in the description of this podcast. And now to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Success Show channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another episode of Table Talks. You're so welcome. And you know, and I must say that the good book says 
man can receive nothing except it comes from up above. It comes from up above. Mm. And that's why it's so important for everybody to use what it is they've been given to let their own individual light shine because it gives other people permission to do the same thing, you know, and that's why you can't give up. That's why your life matters because somewhere along the line, someone's going to see what it is you're doing that may have doubts about themselves and say, I don't know if I can do that. People have said this and they've said that and they see you and they go, wait a minute. You know, what happened to me? Well, I wrote about this in my first book. When I went to Mexico for the first time, I thought I was going to do a huge, this huge dance convention, dance and to teach, you know, the Mexicans, you know, um, you know, all the, all the dance styles and stuff like that. But really what I went there for and what the divine guidance sent me there for was to tell someone else and to show someone else that you can do it. You can make it. Mm. You really can make it, you know, because you're an immigrant, because you come from, you know, a poverty stricken background or people in your family didn't make it, you know, that's them. It has nothing to do with you. Mm. You've been given gifts and you've been given something maybe they didn't have, or maybe they didn't have, but were too afraid to go for it. Mm. That this is your opportunity, not just for you, but to also show some other people that it can be done, which is what I was, I was sent there for when I, when I went my first trip to Mexico was sent there for that. I realized in the end, wow. And I was the person to tell this person, a very gifted dancer, you know, and he had the Hollywood looks, he had everything. And he was an immigrant. And he said that no one in my family has ever made it. So how do I possibly th think I can make it? You know, honestly. And, uh, and, I, and I had to be able to explain to him that you can do it. I did it. I'm a person of color, you know, and possibly is why he was drawn to me because he said, wow, wait a minute, this person looks different. He looks kind of like me. Mm. Huh? And look at what he's doing, you know, and that's so in any nationality, any race, any nationality that people need to see role models, more people that look like them who, who are accomplishing something. It's all about what you, what you're accomplishing. I was trying to tell a friend of mine about that. Uh, recently, it's all about that is what will drive you to keep moving forward. Not we're in a pandemic right now. We're in this thing about people freaking out about this and freaking out about that. What am I going to do now? Ah, 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 everyone's freaking out. <laughs> this is a time to chill out instead of freaking out and think about what it is we've accomplished, even as Americans, what we've accomplished. We've accomplished so much. We've been given so much more than any other country in the world. You know, we are really blessed. We can't let something like this really stop us. We can't something, let something like this completely wipe out mankind as we know it in America. We were built strong. We were built, immigrants built America and have made, uh, made America what it is. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs, you know, st started out with people who were farmers and brought their own talents, you know, to America to build it. That We can't let it fall apart now. You know, because we, we stand on the shoulders of all those who were before us, we can't just fall apart. We, we, we've done way better, you know, thanks to them than we would have ever done. Yeah. So I, I hope I answered your question. Abs absolutely. And you alluded perfectly to kind of a segue to what we'll be kind of pivoting to next. You know, you mentioned, you know, absolutely right. We're going through 
COVID-19 pandemic right now and people are losing their minds uh, left and right. And it's like, we've forgotten, we've forgotten how good we are when we work together, when the, the best of us comes out and we work together, we, we've been able to do so much. And it's like, this has just made us forget, you know, some of this stuff and people are just, just freaking out. So, um, to talk more about this, you know, obviously we've all been affected one way or the other. Um, the entertainment industry, then, you know, the industry that you're in, Joey, has also been impacted. How have you been able to not lose your mind? How, I think I know the answer, but how have you been able to, you know, navigate through all this and continue on your journey to success? Uh, I must say that it has been difficult. I mean, it, it, it has, you know, but I've been able to, me, my team, we've been able to manage beautifully. Thank God we've been able to manage because I made the giant leap a few years back to start doing things visually online and to do things from a virtual point of view. You know, I feel like, you know, it was a great divine guidance for me and it was a sacrifice to do that. And so what is happening you know, from a virtual point of view of having to do things, you know, online and to have to make that shift. Uh, it, it's something that we need it. We need, because even the good book says you'll do a new thing. We can't be stuck in the same old ways of doing things. We've got, we, we've, we have to realize that everything's not always going to be the same. Change is good because change makes you change or not. Some people who don't want to change get stuck. Mm. So it has been good because it's, it's making us all come out of our comfort zones and learn. We're learning also to appreciate those people that we've overlooked. The meek shall inherit the earth. Now they're the workers, the frontline workers. It's the grocery store clerk that you would overlook. It's the, you know, the, the attendant in the, in the, in the um, hospital, maybe that you didn't give a second look at or whatever. It's those little people who were down below us, you know, subconsciously were down below us, now who've been given the, the chance to rise to the top to say, hey, I have a talent. You know, I'm a, I'm a basket grocery store worker. And this is what I've been doing for so many years. And now I matter. Now my life matters. Now people can really see me rise to the top and I can, they can see my personality. You know, it, it, it makes us think differently. Yes. It makes us think in a different fashion, which is what we needed, to be honest with. You know, we had really, we become, we had gotten stuck in patterns, you know, the same old patterns and doing the same thing, same here. And it, like it was a for sure thing, like yeah. nothing could touch us. Nothing really could come. Oh, that happened back when, but could it really happen to us? I don't know. You know, so, so it really, has it makes us think differently but at the same time it puts us in check yes it's really what we need to do and be aware of i say there are three facets of this thing that has really made us as an awakening awaken it is awaken to the beat financially do you have your finances together do you have that six to eight months stored away like susie orman preached till she was you know, read in the face about on the Oprah Winfrey show and other shows that Susie Orman, the financial consultant that talked about many, many years, she kept talking about it. Then this comes about, people don't even have a month. Nevertheless, six to eight months stored away, 
And um, now we see how important that is uh, from a physical point of view. Come on, let's be honest. No one's talking about this. Mm-hmm. Could it be the reason why thousands of people are dying daily now is because we were just not in good health. The health officials had been saying for so many years, you know, be about your health, eat properly, stay away from the burger places, stay away from the pizza places. Now, when you look in bins, I want to, on a bin, on a, on a, not a, uh, what do you call that? When you, when you go and you look in the, on the, um, the bins in the back of people's homes you know, where they store the, you know, garbage and stuff. I said, I want to see what's in there. And so I went on a, on a, on a, on a garbage bin lookout the other day and pizza boxes, this and that, junk, 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 more junk now because we were not getting the proper training. People weren't ad- adhering to what they needed to, you know, for me, I talk about it all the time in my videos and other things about what we need to do to keep our health, you know, to make ourselves healthy and strong. We had ignored that. People, the restaurants were packed, you know, it, 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 all these places. I don't want to call names, but they were packed, you know, where we, where we should have not been. So could it be that this is also a wake-up call for us to get our health, our health together, take it in our own hands so we can make sure that we're stronger when the next thing comes through that may even be more devastating than this? Are we going to be ready? Are we going to be strong to say, okay, Last time it was taking thousands of lives daily. This time maybe a few here and there, whatever, but we're better, we're stronger, we're together, we're united. We know how to take our health into our own hands. Mm-hmm. From a spiritual point of view, I know, and I said earlier that I grew up very Pentecostal, very charismatic, where it was important. The praise and the worship was very important. The doctrine and teaching people how to, uh, to really you know, dig deep into the word and to be about other people prophesying to their lives and telling them what, you know, God has for them and so forth and really doing it in a big way. Because this is just my opinion. Everything God does is big, 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 big. Everything, when you, when you watch the nature channels, when you watch some of the other shows, it talks about the galaxies and stuff. There's billions and billions of galaxies and they still, they're still counting as we go. Everything is big. Were we coming to him with small potatoes? Were we at the at the baseball games and the football games yelling and screaming to the top of our top of our lungs? But when it comes to, you know, going to worship, people would barely say anything. You could barely get a hand clap. Were we really giving our all to the Almighty who created us? And everything comes from Him. Were we shortchanging Him? Now you can't go to church. You have to have your one-on-one time with Him. Is that what we needed to begin with? To get back to where we needed to be? So to me, it's an awakening. It's, it's an awakening, it's a wake up call. And are we gonna get it together? Are we gonna pull it together so we can be prepared for the next major thing that comes about? You just hit on all the points, Joey, that, and I agree with you on, on all of that. And I'm so glad you, you shared that and, and, and shine a light on that because it is, and you know, honestly, you know, this might be harsh, but you're right. We did need this. In all honesty, we, this is something that we needed because like you said, 
you were already making some of these moves way before this. And so that's how you were able to stay ahead of all this stuff. And those who weren't, those who were kind of stuck, well, they, they fell behind through all this, you know, unfortunately. And I think this is a huge wake up call um, that uh, really tells us, look, 2020, this is a year where look, you know, things that you thought were, you know, comfortable and, and, and you thought that was just going to remain the same. It's just not anymore. We are waking up to a whole different perspective on, on what we need to be doing as human beings. I think who out here is willing to do what you need to do to rise above this, like rise to the rhythm, like your book, mm -hmm. rise to what mm -hmm. is happening right now. Like you said, there could be a, the next thing. What, and what are we really doing to be prepared? And hopefully uh, people are waking up to that. Yes. On top of COVID, we are also waking up to something else that's, that's very, very, very important. And that's Black Lives Matter. And I, I would just want to kind of talk on this. What's your perspective on this? How, and how can we, how can I, how can we be better advocates, better human beings? What's your perspective on this? You know, it's really interesting for me. And I'll, I'll, uh, I will talk about this from two perspectives. From an entertainment, growing up as a black male in the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. And I'll also talk about from just being human and what I'm seeing and, and, and how it's affecting me. Uh, so let's start with being human and how it's affecting me. I love the fact that the dream is alive. Mm. Martin Luther King and others who fought for that dream of racial equality, it's here and it's alive and it's, 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 it's strong. It's young, it's strong as though it was back in the 60s and 50s or whatever, when the people fought for it, you know, they were drugged through the streets and hosed down and dogs were, you know, they were attacked by dogs and so forth. And um, it is really interesting to see how times have changed and the landscape has changed. It seems to be, and I must say for me, um, I see all nationalities in those, in those large groups that are out there. I mean, tons of white people and tons of Asians and other types and black, of course. But it's, it's, it's a beautiful landscape of how America really is now. Mm. It's a melting pot of all types. It's, it's not just, you know, back then thinking that it was a fight to hold black people back, which at that point in time, it probably was you know, a little bit before my time, but it probably was, but now you can see that the dream is alive. And that's what's so exciting about it for me. I'm just, from my perspective, to see that Martin Luther King and others who fought for that racial equality, when you look, when you turn on your television set, or you go out to one of those marches, you see all types of young people and they're avid mm. about it. And, they're, and, it, and it really means, from the look on their faces and what they're saying, it really means something to them. They're touched by it. They and they and they have this look like we're not going to allow this to happen. You know, history is not going to repeat itself with us. Mm -hmm. That's what the our forefathers and people that we stand on their shoulders. Uh, for, that's what they fought for, and it's it's here. It's alive because it needs to be. Mm -hmm. It really does need to be because if you can see what's going on, particularly. And I hate to say this, with our police academies are over, over, over the world, 
over America, over the world, that it has gotten so out of hand. Whoever's training these people, here we go talk about training again and how important it is. Whoever, it all starts from the top, no matter who it is or where it is. If it's broken on the top, it's broken down below. So obviously it's broken on the top and the people who are on top probably shouldn't be there any longer because they're not training these people you know, sufficiently. They're not getting what it is they need to be able to follow the rules and get out there and say, hey, we're not dealing, we're dealing with people, not animals. Mm-hmm. These are people, you know, they were doing that are just like me, you know, so we have to treat them accordingly. So it starts on top. It needs to be, a, you know, a, a work down from what's on top down to the bottom. And um, so I think I think it's needed. I don't necessarily think the looting and all that's necessary. I think, but the message stands strong with the landscape of all types of people to let America know the dream is live. That history is not going to repeat itself on our watch. I think that is wonderful. Uh, from my point of view, uh, I remember when I was working for Disney. Uh, in the 90s, when I was working for Disney and I got hired to work for World Dancers at Epcot Center, it took me many years to get there. And um, D- Disney at that time had an image for a black person, for a black male, particularly shaved on the side. I saw a brochure when we were, when, we, when I got there with a couple of friends of mine, the brochure that I saw was the shaved hair on the side and sort of flat top on top. And I was saying, wait a minute, this doesn't even reflect the look that's going on currently. How can you put us in a look like that that doesn't reflect who we are? So we had a problem with that. You know, the few of us who were there in entertainment, because it was very few, Mm. maybe a cast of 40 in my show, maybe five or six black people in the show. So exceptional they were, but it was only a, a, a small amount. So I had a problem, we all had a problem with the look that they had congregated or they had set for us. You know, because I, I had friends, you know, who had you know, straight hair, floppy hair, I call it straight floppy hair, and their hair would move. And I said, I want my hair to move like that. Why can't my hair move? I can straighten my curly locks out and, leave, and let my hair move, but they didn't see it that way. I would get in trouble for my hairstyles. So I wanted to do something different. You know, but they they didn't see it. So they had set a standard of a look for us yeah. that wasn't conducive to how we were and certain roles in the show, because I was doing it at that point in time, world dancers roles that represent, you know, various countries from around the world. And they were trying to say, well, you can only do certain parts here. Certain, and I said, wait a minute, black people are in the world, all over the world. They're not just in America. They're not just in Spain. Well, they even had a problem with us doing Spanish parts. You know, so it was, it was so mixed up and so jumbled up. But we knew who we were before we got there. And, and it, they couldn't mess with our head because we were all educated. We, all, we had all worked very hard to get there. So it was sort of a, a, a screwed up mentality mm-hmm. that they even had about us. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a little difficult for me to deal with. And I sort of talk about this too in my current book about from a black point of view, even 
I talk about it in this book. I'm not going to give it totally away. Even there was a magazine here that was interested in, in having me in the magazine um, in Los Angeles. They were interested in having me in their magazine, very prominent magazine on all the newsstands around Los Angeles. And the editor contacted me and said, well, there's been a little discrepancy among our staff about your hair, because I had my hair in braids at the time. Mm. And I said, uh, about my hair? <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, is, should this be about the talent? Or you know, are you talking about the work that I'm presenting to the magazine, whatever? And he said, do you have any pictures with your hair a little less styled? Can you believe that? Mm. And this was in 2000, what, 14, 15? A little less styled? <laughs> So, I mean, it, it still exists to this day. So the Black Lives Matters, when I see this movement that's going on right now, it, it confirms that this isn't a Black thing. This is an America thing. Mm. Because we're all in this together. You know, so when I see the movement that's going on here, the fight, you know, continues from the Martin Luther King thing to now to let and it confirms that this is an American, this, this is an American thing, that we've all got to fit in this thing together and you got to figure it out. You're absolutely right. It is alive. The dream is alive and well. And that, I think, is the most uplifting thing of, throughout all this. You know, it's so uh, encouraging and, and, and wonderful to see these young people, all people, you know, at, from, from all different colors, backgrounds, you name it come together and stand up for this thing because it is an American thing. And, and that is exactly right. And I, that, I think that's exactly the right way to look at it. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I had some great black role models before I left Memphis at the age of 18. Thank God that I had Marshall Jacks. I had uh, uh, Sylvia Nelson uh, and I had some other you know, my vocal teacher and other people there, you know, were African-Americans. Uh, Memphis is predominantly black. Mm. You know, one of the few states that probably is, other than maybe Atlanta or whatever. So I was fortunate enough to have role models, that, uh, people who looked like me and who had achieved. So I knew that it was capable. Had I not had that, it might have been different. And um, what I wanted to say about that is, and also... It wasn't just from a black perspective. I also, and for my career, and I'm only talking about it from my point of view and for me, I've been very, very fortunate that Jewish people and the Jewish nation who stood up for me on many different occasions. Mm. My very first uh, scholarship was with the Tennessee Ballet. George Latimer was a Jewish man who treated me very much like his own son and wow. gave me a full scholarship. And there have been many times when Jewish people have passed me in shows and have stood up for me and said, no, this is the way it's going to be, and this is what I'm going to do. So I, I say that I have a Jewish family and I have a Black family because they have really, really stuck up for me time and time and time again, you know, in the industry that I work in. So it kind of, you know, it sort of opened my eyes to let me know that, it, you know, it's, it's a cultural thing. So impressed with the impact of hate, Charlottesville, mm. the show that uh, the uh, ID channel 
the documentary that they just did, I watched it the other night. And let me tell you, I must give kudos to ID, the ID channel. They did a terrific job. It was an outstanding, from, from second to second, an outstanding documentary that anybody should go back and watch Impact of Hate in Char Charlottesville. And the, because the girl who lost her life when the car ran through the crowd of the neo-Nazi, the white supremacist, Mm -hmm. The car ran through the crowd and ran over those people. The girl who lost her life was a Caucasian girl. And her mother talks about the whole event and what happened beforehand and how she even said, somebody even said, you shouldn't go. You might end up, you know, being killed or something. She said, I must go. You know, I must do this. And um, she was Caucasian. Wow. You know, and she lost her life. I mean, she was one who was hit and killed and others, you know, got injured and stuff too. But it goes to show you that this is an American fight. This is an American fight. And it's so, and I feel so honored by people who, who are fighting for me right now, you know, and others, at, you know, and some have even given their lives in this day and age. You would never think in this day and age that that would be the case. But um, it is. It is, you know, and, and, and we can go back to kind of what we are talking about earlier. You know, this is the wake-up call we needed we are in this together. We have to be in this together. I want to thank you for sharing that. And, and from your perspective, I think that we can all learn a great deal from that. It's time to chill. Like you said, it's time to sit back. It's time to listen. It's time to act when we need to. And it's time to, to come together. And I think this is the, the exact wake up call we, we, we needed at the right time. And I want to say thank you again for coming on here and sharing these stories, sharing your perspective, um, and also for what you got going on, your book, Rise to the Rhythm, what we all need to do right now. So what, what is else in the works for you? Before we go, I'll leave you the last word too, Joey. But what else is in the works for you uh, going forward here? Well, right now I'm working on um, a series of videos, um, dance instructional videos uh, for people who want to learn couple of my routines as far as, as well as just learn how to move better and possibly add some stretches in there and add some other things as well. So I'm excited about doing, you know, these videos because people have been requesting it. I haven't done anything. I do have, I did have a video on the market in 2005, whatever, and it, you know, dance, Afro-Latin dance type thing with the stretch. And so I haven't really had anything on the market for a while. So people have been requesting it. So I'm working on uh, getting these instructional uh, dance videos out there back on the market, as well as I'm creating and still wanting to pitch my television show. I have a couple of ideas that I've written and, and, and one I have already been pitching, uh, you know, and it's all about finding the right people and finding the right team of people who I believe that can bring the show to life and, uh, and um, so I'm excited about doing that because I, I think the time is now. I think the time I'm ready to do it and the time is now. Yeah, I think the time is now, Joy. I'm so excited for you, all that you have going on. Remind us again where the main hub is, where your website is to where we can go and learn more about you and all your books and everything. You can go to www.joeylaudi.com. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Joey, for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Josh.
everybody, that was Joey L. Dowdy, a.k.a. Dr. Dancer. And I just want to say one more thank you to Joey for being on the show today. What a true light. What a true guiding light. And this is why I do what I do, guys. This is why I have this show. This is what it all really stems from. It's so important that we learn from the stories and the experiences of other people, no matter no matter who they are, where they come from, uh, what they look like. We all have a story. Like Joey said, we all have God-given talents that we can use to share with other people, to help other people. Joey, a guiding light, is directing us with his beacon of light, like a lighthouse, as we navigate through the seas of our lives. So I thank you so much for Joey for being on the show. I really hope you guys liked that conversation. And I want to say earlier on, Joey mentioned how he always wanted to be a triple threat. And I want to say that not only is he a triple threat, actor, singer, dancer, but he's also another threat. So I would say he's a quadruple threat because the other thing that he has is that he has that, that drive, that hunger, that passion to help other people. And I think that's what it's about is taking your talents, using it to help other people. So my book, Joey, you are a quadruple threat. Again, guys, his new book out, Rise to the Rhythm, is available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere you like to pick up books. Also go to his website, which I'll leave a link in the description to where you can go also there as well. Everyone, remember, you can listen to all my podcasts at www.hellomynameisjosh.com. That's hellomynameisjosh.com. You can listen to all my podcasts there and learn more about my books and my new show that I have coming on YouTube, which is MindShift. I really encourage you guys to check that out. The premiere is September 1st. So please go onto YouTube, look for my channel there, which is MindShift with Joshua Kangley. And right now there's no videos, but there is a trailer up where you'll be able to learn more about what the show is going to be about. But I am so excited for this show, guys, because if you've been tuning into my show's Table Talks, you've been listening to me for a while. We're, you know, in the fourth season here now. But now I'm taking my content to a whole new level uh, on video through YouTube, and I'm working with a great, great editor, uh, producer, director, filmmaker, David Rubalcava, and he is such a talent, guys. He is doing amazing things with my content. We're going to be able to really present and package content in a really, really great way while talking with some really extraordinary people like Joey L. Dowdy, Mr. Dr. Dancer. So again, that's on YouTube premiering September 1st. If you have any questions about the show, any of the guests on the show, or if you know someone who'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at josh at hello, my name is josh.com. Again, guys, I want to say thank you to all of you for listening to me. It's been an amazing journey on this show, Table Talks, and uh, I'm going to continue to do the, the show. I'm also going to be looking forward to my new show on YouTube. And you know what? Just keep the journey going and keep shining lights on these wonderful people like Joey. I just thank you for coming on this ride with me. So I just want to say with all sincerity, a huge thank you to you. As always, until next time, I'll talk to you later.